Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you are having a great day thus far, and uh, hopefully we will make it all the better. But first, death threats. I think it's time for me to threaten the life of someone in this office. Ah. I have been here long enough. There's there's things I will take, guys, and there's things I won't. And as you know, I was already teetering on the brink with the fact that I have to, you know, contact a Sherpa and a dog sled to get to the men's room. Now <laughs> I come in today, there's sacred items. Like whatever your job is, I'm sure you have a sacred item. Like like uh, nurses and, and doctors, the stethoscope. Nobody takes your stethoscope. That goes in your ears. That would be gross if someone else took it. Plus it's yours. What if you need it? If you're uh, a cowboy at a hat. The hat for a cow boots. Mm-hmm. Somebody take your boots. How mm-hmm. dare you? You gonna get these boots? Uh, you know, I don't know, singers, your microphone, whatever it is. Sales guys, the big pen where they finish pen. the deal off, baby. But yeah, with the one they sold their soul to Satan with. That's that. Those things are sacred. You don't touch those. In our industry, it's headphones. As I look at guys wearing somebody else's headphones. Um, <laughs> I have had the same pair of headphones for 20 plus years. 20 years. I take good care of my headphones. I do. You've been complimented on it, actually. I did. I uh, did. What do they call them? Control Alt Dave. I think that's what they call them on Picks. The engineer here. <laughs> Control Alt Dave has taken the time to go. How you have not had these headphones that long? And I'm like, oh gosh, you're flirting. Like I love my my gear. I take good care of my gear. So I come in today. Mind you, we haven't been in studio since what last Tuesday. It's been a minute, as the kids say. My headphones are gone. So a couple of salespeople are here, and of course they don't know. They're not radio guys. They're they're salespeople. I'm like, somebody took my headphones. So now I'm on a mission. I'm going to every studio. You know, maybe somebody borrowed them for a guest, whatever. It's not not okay, but I'll, I'll maybe they don't have to, maybe they don't have to get these hands. You know, maybe a quick apology and everything will be over. I find one of my, like, the ear pads, because those are loose. I have to put a new pair on. I find one of the ear pads in one of the production studios where the news people hang out. News people work for what station? WGY. Who runs WGY? That would be me. Okay, so you and I have an issue. So the the desk right next to it, I'm just like, you know what? I normally wouldn't open somebody else's desk. I'm opening it. I open the desk. What's in that person's desk? My headphones. Mine. Mine. I was I was I was angry. I was angry. The salespeople got a little nervous. I know as soon as you came in the building, they were like, "Guys, oh, look out! He's he's on he's on one." I. Don't take my freaking headphones. And if you do, put them back so I don't notice. Like, again, I sweat into these. I get I get animated, okay? There's some, there's some fat guy in some headphones. I sweat. I don't want you sweating into my sweaty headphones. You and I have worked together for almost eight and a half years. This is only the second time I can ever, ever remember somebody in a building taking your headphones to set you off. The first time... I know he just celebrated a birthday, and he's in a different market now. But Traffic Guy Vinny at one point walked oh. into a studio. Your headphones were there. He just decided to flip them on his old little head, thinking yeah. you wouldn't notice. And he's playing yeah. with the volumes and everything. It's small. Yeah. He got one. Yeah. Now, I don't want to point fingers, but here's how I think this story has gone today. Here's what okay. I think has happened. Okay. Sherlock Gaz is on the case. Okay. What I think happened is this past weekend here in wonderful iHeartMedia land, uh, I'll say the number one suspect. There's a young anchor who starts on GY. His name's Tristan. Okay. What I think happened for Tristan was this. I think he was walking around this weekend thinking, okay, I got the weekend shift here on GY. I got to do my reports. 
Oh, boy, I didn't bring in headphones. Okay, where do I find headphones? Okay, I'll go in the studio. But he's probably too nervous to go in the studio because there's shows going on. So he's like, I can't go in there. All right, where do I go? There's got to be an extra pair of headphones laying around this building somewhere. It's a radio station. And there it was. Your headphones laying out. He's like, oh, nobody on will my no- desk. Nobody will notice. Nobody will find out. But then he out. put them in his desk. If yeah. This is- oh, yeah. So, so yeah. let me, let me, all right, so if Tristan... Let me do. Let me do. Let me do a little news for for news anchor Tristan. I don't want to blame him. I'm just. He's a suspect. All right. He's well, number one on the list. Alleged thief of my headphones. Anchor is a key word because I'm gonna tie you to one and throw you in a pool. Okay, like a three three foot pool. It'll, it'll be fine, but it'll, it'll scare him a little bit. I don't touch my headphones. You will get these hands. I will give. I listen. I don't get paid enough to not be violent over these headphones. You know that. Tristan, yeah. put them in your own desk. Like, hey, here's some Sony monitors. These are uh, $200 headphones. They must they must not be taken. I'll throw them in my desk. Now, how should I handle this as the brand manager, the program director of WGY? Now, I don't have Tristan's cell phone number yet. I would email everyone that works for you. Okay. Urgent. Urgent. With the... With the Exclamation point! That's the red yes. one. Okay. Read this if you want to live. Ooh. Don't touch Levax headphones. So that's what I would do. That's how I would. I'm do. just gonna send an email. Hey, did you pick up a pair of headphones over the weekend? How about that? Yeah. Did you, and what made you think they were yours? And then, if you want to live, bring in C4 energy drinks for Levax to to appease him. Um. Yeah, I was mad, man. I was mad today. So all I really need to do the job is headphones, and they're mine. Mine, 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 mine. Again, yeah, every like it sounds childish, I'm sure, to some people, but at the same time, like you're bat. Like you know what I mean? Like like when when Giancarlo Stanton is dreaming about walking to first base no matter what he hits, it's you know, it's his bat. These guys don't just share their bats freely. Could you imagine if that's Stanton's excuse today? Look, I would have run faster, my shoes. Somebody touched him. No, Someone no. took my cleats, I had to find them, I was late. My bat. Somebody touched my bat. They're size 15, Stan. No, no, no. Somebody took. I'm just assuming they're large. No, no. Somebody- I would say 15 is probably small. For yeah, that's a big. That's a big dude. Yeah, just don't. You know, do you want these hands? That's all you gotta know. Don't touch these ears unless you want these hands, <laughs> Tristan. And to put them in your drawer, like, oh, they can't be anybody else's. I was mad. Um, Yankee split with the Astros over the weekend. Wasn't terrible. Most importantly. Do you know how long it's been since the Yankees have beat Justin Verlander in the regular season? Oh, boy. You want to guess? 2019, and that sounds like a long time ago. 2015. June of 2015 is the last time the Yankees beat Justin Verlander in the regular season. Why on God's green earth is he not on the Yankees? Like, if you can't beat him, buy him. Like, what is... Why, when he was a free agent, didn't the Yankees go, Oh, hey, hey, Justin V, what's up, buddy? Hey, Kate. Mrs. Verlander, how are you? Well, how would you like to be in the Bronx? Like, how do you let that guy pitch for anyone else when he you haven't beat him in eight years? Isn't Verlander the modern-day Cliff Lee? Like, at some point, you and I love Immaculate Grid. At some point, <laughs> you're like, no, 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 no. If you didn't live in New York, you're probably like, Verlander pitched for the Yankees, right? Like, yeah. Cliff Lee, didn't he pitch for the Yankees? No, it's just the rumor all those years. Yeah. Did, we didn't do well, it on no, the ever, show? I don't think they ever actually... He, they never got as deep as rumors with Verlander. Cliff Lee was every 15 seconds. Like, I'm shocked Cliff Lee's still not. Like, what is he, 48 now or whatever? 
He's probably still rumored to be a Yankee. The, the original Verlander moved to Houston. The Yankees were in the rumblings for that, but it was just the Houston prospects were better. And like the deal was always going to be Houston. I feel like that was one of the early like signs that we were we were in a different time. When when the Yankees didn't make a real run at Verlander or Scherzer out of Detroit, either one, because you knew they were going, you knew they were they were aces. Maybe you know I I feel like that those were those were like the first signs. Like I think like 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 the insiders all were like, hey, these are the guys you got to have. And that was one of the first times the Yankees were like, nah, we're good. We got we got uh. We got Manny Benzuelos coming up. We got uh, we got Debbie Garcia. We got uh, Batances. All of which, Batances was the closest thing to, to successful for the Yankees. In the farm, the farm system stacked with pitching for the Yankees. Remember, Davey Garcia came up what two seasons ago towards yeah. the end of the year. Yeah, had a, had like a decent outing, and he's just been stuck down in the farm system ever since. You know, I, I don't I don't recall the Yankees ever being close to getting Verlander. Because it just makes too much sense. I remember telling myself Verlander was too old to go after like four years ago. I do too. <laughs> I remember. I'm like, Verlander's going to retire. No, 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 guys. You don't know Verlander that well. He's got a model wife. No. He's going to yeah. the Hall of Fame. No. He won a World Series. Guys, these are all good reasons. What do you mean? Why, why wouldn't he retire? No. Nope. Wins a Cy Young. Can you, can you think of like a list of things? If, if you could go home to Kate Upton every day, a list of things that you would rather do. And I know the old saying, no matter how hot a woman is, somebody's sick of her. I modified that. And men, we're different. Everyone's sick of us. They should be. We're annoying. As a matter of fact, Gaza's wife sent me videos of him being annoying over the weekend. What are you, She's texting me right now at the start of the show, too. She knows I'm on the air. She rarely does that. I'm sorry to you. She rarely, what did she send you over the weekend? Just you being mouthy. It was probably after I got bit by the bug. Was that in the backyard? Unbelievable. I'm sitting there struggling, and there she is Snapchatting away. I already got... Listen, Rachel this morning on GY, and I get it. If you're a female listening to the show, I get this how you're... This is a therapy session for everybody. Uh, if you if you also need to vent with us today, the Monday vent, make sure you call the Elevation 10,000 phone lines, 518-690-0980. Go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. 518-690-0980. Just call them up. We'll just patch you right through. I won't even know what you want to talk about. Look... Females get on guys because when they suffer an injury or are sick, they turn into infants and babies. Yeah, man flu. Rachel didn't even ask. Rachel just assumed, and she was right. That's what I think got it more. What? Yeah, she knew I was acting, I guess, acting out. We'll use Has a, she a, seen your leg? Yeah, she didn't care. She already knew I was being a baby about it, and there my wonderful wife is taking, what, Blair Witch Project videos of no, you the were horror. Staring. I thought you were looking into the phone. I was, but I was still upset about it. Did I have my hat on? My yeah. bucket hat? Of course. It was, yeah. This might have been moments after I was attacked, LeVac. Could have been moments after it's I was too, attacked. It's too long. It's too long ago. I can't I know it, it is. It's got to be. But you were, you know, it was. If I was uh, in the backyard with a bucket hat on, it must have been post lawn. You were, yeah, you were like, you were, you were very, you were very bold. <laughs> you were very bold. I, I, I wrote back, he's been getting an attitude lately. I've noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was injured. So, yes, you know what? Guys are allowed to pout and feel bad when they don't have things that are done right. Headphones, attacked by a yellow jacket, not fitting cleats right. You know, this was supposed to be opening of the show today. I thought we were going to go in a different direction, as usually is the theme here on 95.9 and 9.80. I thought today Yankee fan would feel so. You know what? This actually makes sense. The demise, the suffering of others we can all feel good about. Because if you're a Yankee fan today, 
The Angels stink right now. The Angels are blowing it. The Angels have lost six in a row. The Red Sox are blowing it. The Red Sox have lost four in a row. So the Yankees here on this Monday are sitting atop the Red Sox and Angels in the wild card, but still four and a half back. You would think the demise of other teams would have been something to celebrate today for Yankee fans, but they've got other issues going on involving well, the pinstripes. It, it, and it is. The, look, the Mets haven't won since the, the trade deadline. I think the Sox have won. I know, like all these things, they do make me feel better, but I want to win. Like, if we had taken three from the Astros, I'd feel great. Beating Verlander made me feel good. You being stung by a bee and throwing a hissy fit, I smile a little bit. I did. I did. <laughs> but, like, this is, it's still, there isn't enough evidence to tell me that the Yankees are, are truly about you know, to to rejoin the relevant part of the standings. There's just not enough. Like I, I I want I want to I want to buy in. I just I'm just not ready to. But like again, someone took my headphones, I gotta fight. You know, I gotta fight. You you sent what I and, and as you mentioned, Rachel was like, you know, you're a guy, you're being a wimp. Your first text that you got stung by a bee, I was like, calm down, wimp. And then you sent a picture, and I was like, dude, take Benadryl. <laughs> I, I assume you didn't listen to me. The next picture, do you know where the hospital is? Yeah. <laughs> like, Your legs look swole. Oh, I'm in the West End. No, no, swollen. Not, not good. <laughs> but, yeah, no, so all these things, all things we have, to, we have to get to. We have to get to the bottom of all of it. And, again, with the way, with the, way the Yankees and Mets are playing, I'm sure most, most New York baseball fans are perfectly fine with us talking about anything other than baseball. <laughs> like, if we want to take it as slow as Giancarlo Stanton on a trying to leg out a double, or and or or should I say meander out a double, I don't think anybody's gonna mind. I think this is the day for it. You know, I, I love I love that so much. I was looking at our guy Mike Souza, part of our sales team here. He says, please don't mention my Mets today. Yeah. Just please don't mention them. That Stanton cut on social media, kind of a slower weekend in the world of sports. All of a sudden you're like, maybe nobody will see this, right? Stan's just hoping. The third base coach, come on, get moving. No, <laughs> okay. all right. It's, I mean, it's, it's sad that I thought when he started to play the outfield a little bit more, he we would get the full Giancarlo Stanton. Apparently, that the calories he's burning out there can't be brought to the base paths. <laughs> Apparently, that's the deal. That's just all there is to it. Um, this week is a busy one for us. Just get everybody to know like what we have been up to. We are going to be, um, wait, we're we're at Rivers. Casino and Resort on Wednesday. I believe we have a day Sox game on Thursday. I will double check for you. I believe you might be getting next week confused. Hang on. Pause. Thursday, we're at Rivers. Friday, we're at the track. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is with Rivers. Fox. Okay. The 10th, this Thursday, we're at Rivers Casino and Resort. Okay. This Friday, we are at Saratoga Race Course. Everybody's got to be everywhere. Okay. And then next week is all crazy. Next week is insanity. Next week, we have four live shows. Okay. So that's right. Starting on Thursday, Before, August 10th, oh my God. six of our next seven shows will be out live. The only reason it's that is because we have an afternoon game coming up on Thursday the 17th. So just assume these next three days, not a lot of time we're going to be in studio here in the month of August. Dude, is anybody paying my mileage? Picking up my gas? <laughs> I have a brand new Silverado. I have a Black Widow Silverado. I'm putting miles on it, driving all over the capital region for you. Tell us how much you love that ride. Thanks to the I, Hawk Chevy. I mean, that's why I'm thinking about it. I don't want to put miles on on Scar Joe, I don't want to wear out those beautiful tires. You can ride with our promo team to events. That'd be fun, right? 
I have to get there early so I can wave them down so they know where they're going. That's usually <laughs> what happens. We've got a young crew, now. young and adventurous, we'll call we them. Do. We do. We'll go with that. But listen, you, you are correct. I love my vehicle. If you don't love your vehicle, you owe yourself. First the thing you can do is go right to carbravo.com, carbravo.com, and you can pick out every little feature you're looking for. They'll search this gigantic database, find it for you, and you're purchasing it with Mohawk Chevrolet backing it. How cool is that? So you get that massive 126-point inspection. You can you could search for the vehicle while on the throne, if you know what I mean. In the middle of ignoring your wife like Gaz does, you could be searching for your perfect vehicle on Car Bravo. You could sell your vehicle on Car you Sell hers. I don't care. No, just kidding. Just sell yours on Car Bravo. And then you can always take that amazing trip up to Mohawk Chevrolet, one of the most beautiful places. They have a they have a nature trail for you to walk. They have Adirondack chairs out for you to relax in. Uh, just the coffee is always phenomenal. Fresh ground beans, my friend. Mm. It's all it's this little attention to detail that they pay at, to every single detail at Mohawk Chevrolet. So find new roads to Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you we're talking fights baby there were fights all over the place some of them were even good over the weekend that's next right here levac and Gaz, fox sports radio 95 9 and 980 hi i'm kyle at blindster.com want to say big on custom faux wood blinds shutters cellular shades and more shop blindster today and save up to 50 percent over comparable blinds from brick and mortar stores get custom blinds at low prices and free shipping at blindster.com Hun, we need to stop putting off getting life insurance. I know. It's just been so busy, and I'm sure the cost is out of our budget. Well, Jen told me that they got a $500,000 term life insurance policy from Ethos for less than $23 a month. All online, with no complicated forms, and no medical exam. All they had to do was answer a few health questions. Wait, no medical exam and all online? I know, right? It's not easy to think about, but if something happened to you, James and I would be... Okay. I get it. Let's get a quote from Ethos right now. Wow, you were right. There's no medical exam. And Ethos makes the whole online process fast and easy. And look at these rates and coverage options. It's great protection and totally fits our budget. Ethos. They've removed all the barriers from getting coverage. Go to checkethos.com to get your free online quote. That's checkethos.com. Quote based on a healthy, non-smoking 30-year-old male with a 20-year term policy. Rates may vary. Your home for NFL action in the Capital Region is Hooters on Wolf Road. It's August, and that means it's fantasy football time. Listen every week all month long to us, LeVac and Goss, for your chance to win a $50 gift card to host your fantasy football draft party at Hooters on Wolf Road. Upstate. Where is the store? They got your guns and so much more. Upstate. Can you dig it? Who's got your Glocks? And Remington's always in stock. Upstate. Damn right. Best prices in town. And a staff that likes when you come around. Upstate. They won't let you down. They say the store is the best in town. Shut your mouth. But we're talking about Upstate, baby. Then we can dig it. Tired of getting shafted at the big box stores? Then come to Upstate Guns and Ammo because we're not dicks. For the latest in personal protection, from handguns and rifles to self-defense sprays and stun guns, the knowledgeable and friendly experts at Upstate are here to help you find what you need. A huge selection in-store and online at UpstateGunsAndAmmo.com. Plus, in-store sales happening daily. Why shop anywhere else? Upstate Guns and Ammo in Niskayuna, your local source for all your self-defense needs. Give us a call at 370-GUNS. That's 370-G-U-N-S. Okay, okay, now move your feet. Love the way you're moving when you're grooving on the beat. 
It's back to school at Famous Footwear, which means savings for all with the Famous BOGO event. For a limited time, buy one pair of shoes and get 50% off the next pair from all your favorite brands like Adidas, New Balance, Vans, and more. This won't last long, so shop online or bring the whole family to a Famous Footwear near you and let our team of sizing experts help every kid find the perfect fit. Buy one item, get a second item of equal or lesser value for half price. Some exclusions apply. Hey, it's Goss here for Lillian David Fine Jewelers, located at the shops of Wilton. If you've been traveling up north, stop in. Maybe you've got the plans scheduled for vacation. Take care of her this summer at Lillian David Fine Jewelers. I know from experience, my engagement ring, Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Two-for-one wedding band sale, Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Family-owned and operated business. Celebrating my fifth wedding anniversary this past summer. I took care of the wife, formerly the girlfriend, for the fiancé. Of course, with Alyssa and David and G and Tammy and everybody over there. It makes that process so easy. If you're nervous, you don't know what's going to fit your budget or what she's going to like, they'll help you. They've heard the stories before. Ask them about some of the stories. Ask them about me sweating showing up. Ask them about the other people they've worked with in the past. They will help you find what she's looking for. Guys, football season's just around the corner. If you want four, five, six hours of NFL Red Zone, you want to play some wagers, you want some time to yourself and your buddies, make sure you take care of her this upcoming summer. The best place to do it is to buy her something that fits her style, her fashion, and more. It's Lillian David Fine Jewelers. And when you stop in this summer, tell me heard about my story, Gaza's story from Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Now back to LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 and 980 AM Fox Sports Radio. It is a great day out, man. It's just great. It's just great. Got to bring our own sunshine today, my friend. How you doing? You good? How are you feeling? G-R-A-Y. Gray. I have no idea. E, that one always gets me. Yeah. What's the difference? (laughs) Like, seriously, like, if I, if, like, one's the color gray, right? What's the other one? I feel like universally we should know how to spell a color, but I don't know why that one's tripping me up. I, I've been working on colors with my boys, and that one that one I don't feel confident about spelling it out with them. We got the letters laying out. I'm like, ah, yeah, I always A's let, and E. That's one of those ones I always let somebody else take the lead. You know, it's like, because uh, again, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Um, did you watch the Jake Paul, Nate Diaz boxing match? I watched it the way I felt like Jake Paul would have wanted me to watch it, which is through social media on abbreviated cuts and clips that they hope to go viral. Uh, wrong. He would have liked if you paid all the prices to watch it so that he can get more money to not be a boxer. Old school Jake Paul. Free, pre-boxing YouTube. But yes, I get your Nickelodeon point. Nickelodeon Jake yeah, yeah, Paul yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I watched it. I watched a lot of it. Did you pay for it? Uh, one of the one of the people in my house did. Okay. Um, I was like, I'm not. I was like, I, I respect that you'd like to watch it. I'm more than happy to open up one of the televisions for it. I refuse to pay for it because I just I'm not gonna I'm not going to uh, reward bad behavior. I'm just not gonna do it. I just don't think this is gonna be a fight. My fear, my fear was, and as we've seen in the world of, of MMA, Nate Diaz has taken so many. He has fought so many wars. Like that guy. Has never walked away from a punch. He's never walked away from a tough fight. He's never tapped early. None of those things. So he has scar tissue around his eye socket, like over his cheekbone, over his eyebrow, that can open up really, really easy. So I, my biggest fear was that that Jake Paul was going to get lucky and land a good shot and open up Diaz to the point where they couldn't close it, like we've seen happen in in mixed martial arts for him. 
And for that reason, I was like, why do I want to pay for this? Plus, I didn't know anything. I really, really didn't know anything else on the card. But that fight was terrible. It was a joke. It was an expedition. It was, there was one point where, where Jake Paul knocked down Nate Diaz. And it looked kind of real for a second. Like, very early on, Diaz looked like he was in a little bit of trouble. But it, there was never a point where I felt like I was watching a real boxing match. There was never there was never a point where I felt like Nate Diaz was the Nate Diaz that we've seen in the UFC who will manufacture a reason to hate you so that he hurts you. Like, I didn't feel like any of that. So when it's late in the fight and he gets him in a headlock at one point, Diaz gets Paul in a headlock at one point, and then lets him go laughing with his arms up in the air, I was just like, you know why they're laughing? Because they're laughing all the way to the bank. They both made millions of dollars. They're instantly talking about a, an MMA fight. There's no way you want your first professional mixed martial art fight to be against anyone whose last name is Diaz. There, he he will hurt. He won't be able to control himself in there. He'll hurt you. You're going to get hurt. I want to find the right adjective to describe Nate Diaz and the Diaz brothers. Uh, rough, rugged, violent. You know, this is a really dated comparison here, but back when they had like the, the four kings of boxing, it was Duran, Leonard, Hagler, and Hearns. They wanted to promote Sugar Ray Leonard more because he was more media friendly, had a better story because some of the other fighters were a little rougher to root for because they were just cold-blooded, knock you out. Right. Diaz has a mouth on him that you really can't air a lot of his cuts. Not exactly somebody you might want to bring over to dinner to introduce it to your wife. Not, you know, not, like, not the face of your organization. No. Uh, he didn't turn that off for the Paul thing. And I guess, yeah. you know, maybe that's the audience, though. You know, if you're if you're a Diaz fan, you're buying the fight. If you're a Jake Paul fan, you're buying the fight. I don't, and this is maybe the biggest criticism of Paul going for. I'm talking about Jake Paul here. If you're a fan, you're in. Like I, I don't know. I kind of felt like you. Like I'll see what happens, but I'm not spending eighty bucks no. on bad boxing. No. Well, and it's not. Nate Diaz is still a grappler. He can strike, but he's known his most noted strike is called the Compton slap. He like disrespectfully <laughs> slaps you open-handed. It's a disrespectful slap. You can't open-hand slap in boxing. I mean, you could throw a like, yeah, but it's not going to do anything. As I found out in my freshman year at college football, you also can't do that as a defensive lineman. Deacon Jones is allowed yeah. to. I wasn't allowed. I guess that's a penalty. Well, it definitely is against the rules that by the time you got around to we cuz the offensive lineman, did you ever watch the documentary on that? Deacon Jones? Yeah. No. I don't know if it was a full, I, I don't remember where I saw it, but there were offensive linemen that started sharpening the top of the cage, the face mask, so that when he would do the, the head slap, it would cut his hand open. Ooh. I used it because I wasn't used to going against offensive linemen who are taller than me. So my right. hand was like usually a club like Reggie. Nobody cares about that. What they care about is Diaz and Paul and the fight game that they've changed it's it. It's terrible. As much as you and I are not Jake Paul fans, although I'll give him credit, he is better than he's getting better every fight. Like he doesn't suck as a boxer. He actually can stand up and he knows he, what he's doing. He doesn't suck as a boxer against non-boxers. Like Tommy Tommy Fury is not a very good boxer and he beat him. He's got a trainer by the name of Jaleon Love, who I actually covered. Jaleon Love fought at the Turning Stone Casino years ago. He was under Floyd Mayweather. Jaleon Love was gonna be like the next Mayweather, 2014. I'm talking here. 
Mayweather went to his fight, sat in the front row, I remember it, and was screaming out, I'll give you the brick for a knockout. I'll give you the brick for a knockout, which was, I believe... A brick of money. I think it was like 5K. Yeah. Like just a stack of money. So he was supposed to be the next great fighter. He became a coach, and that's who Jake Paul's working with. He's getting better. Like, is he De La Hoya? Is he Mayweather? No, but... He's holding the zone. It's not like a charade as much as I used to think it was. I know the Diaz move happens in the fight, but he's okay. Like he's it's mm. it's not celebrity boxing. You know, it's not like uh Todd Bridges out there. Right. I mean that was terrible. Screech and all those guys coming out and fighting and, and whatever, but it was also fun. But like I I can't take him serious again because I, I'm supposed to did he get paid? Yep, professional fighter. Right? Okay, cool. I get it. But he's not fighting boxers. He's fighting MMA guys, and he he seems to pick the guys either with the worst hands or who aren't really known for their hands. Like Diaz will bang with you, yes, but Diaz is is a jujitsu artist. Like he he'll choke you the heck out. He's he will hit you from the ground harder than most people hit you from their feet, but he'll also hit you from the ground harder than he will hit you from his feet. It's not his fight game. It's not his style, and you can see it too. Like he just. He, he was okay, but he wasn't like a good boxer. Like this, the thing is, I don't want to be told you're a boxer when all you do is fight dudes who aren't boxers. Like, like Logan Paul, he's a wrestler. He opens SummerSlam, has a great match, gets on a plane, and goes right down to hang out with his brother. That's entertaining to me. I don't like either one of these guys, but of the two of them, I like Logan better than I like Jake. If you've never watched professional wrestling, like if you're just a very casual WWE pro wrestling fan, Logan Paul's awesome. Like you would flip him on and you would know no difference. You'd be like, oh, this yeah. guy's like Shawn Michaels. This guy's yeah. like Rey Mysterio. You'd think it's like these high flying guys who can make these cool moves and makes you like, whoa, I didn't know yeah. he could. He's awesome. So, he's a bigger Lucha Libre. Yeah. Like he's super entertaining. Look, my son Rex was watching SummerSlam with me, and I'm like, you know, he's probably too young to know. He's watching him and Ricochet bounce off the ropes. You would have thought two superheroes were out there. He was yeah. loving it. He was all about it. He had Brock Lesnar. I thought you were going to tell me to like, drop kick your head or something afterwards. He was diving off the couch. Mom, <laughs> Mom did not see that part. But uh, yeah, like, look, the Paul brothers, whether you love them or you hate them, whether you follow them since they were on Nickelodeon and on YouTube and everything else, there is zero denying. And we knew this on Friday when the, the headline story on Alta Outlet said they're dominated combat sports. Logan Paul is a legit WWE wrestler, and I don't know what Jake Paul wants to do next. Like, does he fight for a title? Like, does top rank need to go get him and say, hey, Fury's getting older. Bud Crawford might have gone as far as he can go. Can we just sign you? Or maybe Jake Paul says, I don't need you guys. Like, I'm going to set the combat game to a whole different thing. This is the reason I'm doing this. I don't need top rank. I don't need ESPN. I don't need anybody else putting their hand in my pocket. This is my niche. I'm going to fight MMA guys who are out of their prime. I'm going to make a boatload of cash doing it, and people are going to keep paying. And I don't need you guys. I don't need to fight for the welterweight title. I don't need to fight Bud Crawford. Bud Crawford needs to fight me. And I know that sounds arrogant out loud, but I think there's a little truth to that. Because Francis Ngannou wants to fight Tyson Fury, and Conor McGregor's mouthing off on social media. These guys are coming to him now. Yeah, and... and more people, yeah, a lot more people know who Jake Paul is than Bud Crawford. I'm one of them. So, but it, I think this is one of the reasons I don't like boxing right now. I grew up knowing who the boxers were. I grew up watching, you know, main event boxing, all those things. Now it's the, 
the bigger fight cards, the bigger boxing pay-per-views are dudes who, you know, are not boxers or, or are building towards it, I guess, you know, based on the way you described Jake Paul, I'll, I'll, I'll back down to you on that one. I just, I just, ugh. I just, it just makes I don't want to watch it. Have, I don't like it. Have you seen the Jake Paul untold yet? No. Okay. No, I'm probably not going to watch it. I would watch it. This isn't spoiling anything, but there is a quote. Actually, my sister-in-law brought this up to me because she watched. She said, did you see what Mike Tyson said about him? And I'm like, yeah. They have a cut about Mike Tyson in this Netflix thing. They ask him about Jake Paul. He goes, I have respect for him because he's saving boxing. More people are talking about this. Now, this is 2018, I believe, a little bit before Fury Wilder won. This is original when he fought the, the kids from the UK. He's like, there are more people talking about that fight than anything else going on right now. And I am a boxer. Why would I think this is bad for my sport when people are talking about my sport? It's weird. It's unique. It's different. But people people can't. Like, how many people who are Paul Diaz fans might buy Crawford Spence too? Maybe maybe boxing won't realize the effect till later on. If he was going to fight somebody who actually had legit boxing hands, I would watch it. I would because I can't I can't lose. Would you watch McGregor versus Paul? I don't think I would. I'd be more likely to. I, I'm I the problem that I'm having with McGregor right now is did you see when they talked to Justin Gaethje after he won the, the BMF belt and and he, they said, you know, McGregor's calling you out and he said, I don't fight guys on steroids. And I instantly expected to see a full rant about how I'm not on steroids and it never came. (laughs) And anyone who sees the size of McGregor and, and look how fast he came back from a, a snapped shin. He probably is, or at least was on steroids. Now he'll cycle off before he goes and fights Chandler, Michael Chandler as the, uh, as the main event for uh, tough enough this year, uh, the ultimate fighter. But like once he said that, I was like, "What's left of Conor?" Because Conor McGregor was the hungriest, nastiest dude on the planet. He has made it. He's got. He's already sold his whiskey. Now he's got a beer he's working with. Like he's made it. Like what is he? He doesn't need to really fight. He just needs to be relevant. I'm just ripping off years off the top of my head. I might be one year off on each because I know he's to fight in December and January. So he fought Mayweather in 2018. He fought Aldo in 2016, and Diaz is sandwiched in between, maybe 2017. I think you get the point of what I'm doing here, though. They like those fights are five years apart. And I know he's had a few where he got knocked out. I know he's fought others, but I mean, the Garden fight was, I believe, in 2016. That's a long time ago. Like six, seven years for a fighter is a long time, man. It's to it's August of 2023. Ronda, I always group these three. You know, I do this all the time. Ronda, John Jones, and McGregor. I group them all together. Ronda's been gone for a while. McGregor's fought like five times in five years. Maybe even the math might be five times in seven years now. So the last fight he won was in 2020, January 2020, against uh, Donald Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone. And I believe that's a COVID fight, right? That's an empty arena fight? I believe it was, yeah. yes. And then he fought Poirier. Poirier put him down in two rounds in 21, uh, January 21, and then... July of 21 is when he stepped back and his leg broke. So what do we got? See if you got Diaz and uh, Aldo in there, if you can pull that up quick. I uh, bet it's like 2016, 2017. The Nate Diaz fight is 2016, August 2016. Then he fought uh, Eddie Alvarez. And the Garden. In, yeah, November of 2016. Okay. 
Then Khabib beat him in 2018. So two years between those fights. Man. 16, yeah. Aldo in 16. He fought a lot in 15 and 16. Like I said, he was hungry as hell. Seven, eight years ago. And, you yeah. know, if they schedule a fight post-Chandler, that's nine years ago. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who you are, how great you are in, in the world of mixed martial arts. Sooner or later, that sport catches you and passes you. You know, you, you know, Matt Hughes was a beast even before the, the accident. And the sport caught him and passed him. You know, like uh, George St. Pierre, the, the, it caught him and passed him. Like, it does. It's just what it is. Like. Every nasty thing you can do as a grappler, a striker, a, a, a ju- judo artist, any of these things, somebody is going to go, well, if I take a little bit of Taekwondo, I, mi- I mix it together with this, and I do that, now I've got the perfect style to be you. What if you're a baseball player, though? Like, what would oh. be your advice if you're trying to stand like De La Hoya when you're left-handed, but coming oh. with the left, and then the right, and then... Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe just keep your chin down, I think would probably be the number one thing. Mr. Anderson. We'll talk about that coming up. Two two big fights over the weekend we haven't covered yet. One on the diamond and the other one, like again, I need to know exactly how Gaz lost to the B. I need <laughs> I need I need the real the real answer to that. And and for two reasons. One for my entertainment and the other one we need to let our friends at USX Pest Control know that there are some stragglers on on the plantation there, on the on the 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 acreage. The massive acreage that Gaz owns. There's no blame. He's for, out mowing all of it. There's no blame for Tim. There's no, no blame for Frank at all because I hit something that was in the grass that I should have noticed. I probably should have <sighs> mowed it more than two weeks ago in my backyard. I put it off. These are ground bees? Yeah. Oh, yeah. make sure you tell Frank. I will, man. It popped sure right up on Frank. me. Probably Those things sh- are mean. I probably should have had like pants on and not. Shorts. I I made a lot of mistakes. Luckily, USX Pest Control can help me fix those well, mistakes. And yeah. that's the thing with the, with the platinum coverage. You now have Frank coming back out. Make sure he knows. Hey, Frank, I got ground bees, buddy, and he'll know what to do. That's what he does. Where you and I, if we tried to fix that, you're still going to have ground bees. They're just going to be way more angry. <laughs> like, like that's, <laughs> that's the beauty of working with USX Pest Control. For me, it's the bats. Keep them out of my house. And that's been happening ever since the first time Tim came through, told me what to do, what not to do. Uh, Frank's been coming through, making sure that I don't have mosquitoes in my yard. I cannot recall ever in my life being able to sit out back without being covered in some kind of bug spray, And I, except for this year. And it's because of USX Pest Control. You can have the same coverage, the same, these answers. <laughs> I need to know the full story of God's <laughs> versus the ground bee. However, we now know how it's going to end. That ground bee, you messed around. Now Frank's coming. USX mm-hmm. Pest Control will take care of it for Gaz, just like it would everybody else. Make sure it's not one of the endangered species bees, and then make it an endangered species on its own. You mess around, you find out. <laughs> That's right. Bee, I you, got them now. Yeah. You're going to get these hands uh-huh. from Frank and USX Pest Control. Post of the day, bee fights, baseball fights, and Pokemon fights? A lot of fights still to come. LeVac and Goss, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. Wendy's is open till midnight or later, so you can give in to the craving and go night mode. Now all of your favorite menu items just got their bedtime extended. You can get what you want even later, like the Baconator with six strips of bacon or the Perfect Fries and Frosty Duo. If you're up later, then so are we. So go ahead and pull through the drive-thru. When the craving hits, go night mode at Wendy's. 
Open till midnight or later. All right, see you <clears throat> later. At participating U.S. Wendy's, hours may vary. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6798. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-6798. 800-575-6798. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. Happy 62nd birthday, Granddad. Thanks, sweetheart. I got you this. A mug. Oh, thank you. Uh, What does it say? Beware. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at BewareOfRSV.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Levac, I like how it was raining today, and you are rocking some gear thanks to our friends over at Elevation 10,000. Ooh, that looks good. Cage jackets, baby. It's perfect. It's uh, lined. It's waterproof. It's uh, It's got the Levac and Gaz logo on it, and legitimately the way it worked out was I went in there and said, listen, I don't like polos. I don't feel like wearing polos anymore. I went from being the guy who just wouldn't wear the dress shirt and wear the polos. Now I've gone even farther. I don't want a polo. I want to wear our brand, but I don't want to wear the polo. So... Our guy Christian over there in the print shop said, perfect, let me show you some options. So he got me a couple different things. Cage jacket was my favorite, so I'm rocking that today. It's that much of a just great partnership when you're working with Elevation 10,000 because you go to Elevation 10K, you can check out everything they do, but realistically, that's only the beginning. That's the tip of the iceberg because every problem you have, some you don't even know you have yet, they're either going to have a solution for or they're going to help you to, to get past it by making a solution together, building websites, building a strategy for all of your advertising, helping you put together signage, apparel, everything else. Man, it's it's one-stop shopping for solutions. It's that digital marketing. If you're launching a small business, maybe you're a huge fantasy football fan, you want like a cool league logo, maybe you just want to get some going for your own social media platforms, you start with that digital marketing, social media and more, building the website, finding the logo, and then getting that gear out there like you're rocking right now. You don't want to have the conversation in the morning, then you're looking at your rain jackets like me, like, what year is this from? What, what year? Is, yeah, what is, why is this an old, free Sports Illustrated jacket from 15 years ago? Why <laughs> is this a minor league baseball jacket that this was two logos? Like, you don't want that to be you. Some people will wear that stuff to work and then wonder why. They, that doesn't matter. Elevation 10,000. <laughs> Get yourself some new gear. Make sure you market Elevate your business. Elevate your brand, yeah. baby. 
It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. I saw a uh, poll on X. <laughs> I hate call that. I'm not doing it. I'm doing Twitter. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah, I mean, what is... Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to ask Dave McClellan over at Elevation 10,000. Maybe he knows why you would make some kind of change like that, or he can come up with an answer that, that makes more sense. I'm sure his brain functions closer to that high level of, of Elon Musk than mine does. The but. pride of Lake George, the late DMX. This would be marketing. X is going <laughs> to give it to you, like his song. That oh. would, the holograph. Oh. Like that's the way you do it, but. But no. Just, just all right. So, so on Twitter, I saw it. It was. Uh, I think it was, it was from our old friend Buster Olney, and it was, who's the best baseball brawler? And they put Nolan Ryan, um, Rodney Ordor, and of course now, <laughs> the the newest contender for the title is is out of is out of Cleveland, one of the Guardians. <laughs> Do it like a fight announcer. <laughs> out of Cleveland, New York, it's Ohio, guys, nice try. Out of Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> The uh. bad boy from Ohio again, Jose Hot Hands Ramirez, <laughs> Jimmy <laughs> Two Step Anderson, <laughs> oh, Bank stealing, wheeling, dealing, second base punching, uh, shortstop punching. Um, Ramirez goes to slide head first in the second. He and and Tim Anderson get into it, and. It's 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 always in baseball. It's always the bigger dude seems to think the littler dude's not going to have nothing for him, like Jose Batista, Rodney Ardor, stuff like that, or or um, even go to the Nolan, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan's bigger than Robin Ventura, but Robin Ventura's like half his age. He thinks I'm gonna I'm gonna run out there. I'm gonna school this old fart. Like everybody's trying to break these two up. Anderson keeps pushing forward, but he's not doing nothing. Ramirez puts one on his chin and puts him down, puts him right on right on his duff. It was the best punch of the weekend. And UFC, boxing, uh, WWE. Another ghost it was the ghost of Howard Cosell. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Yeah, it, it was it was in the call. Like how great was that? Do you think he gets in trouble for that, or is no. it like one of those? No, he just had his moment. He had to do his thing. Channeled Howard Cosell. Uh, here's the thing about Tim Anderson. I don't know it's if a there's a big dude. He is a big dude. I don't know if there's a baseball player I flipped on faster than Tim Anderson. Like fan to not fan, really fast. Jason Minetti is a former guest on the show. Hopefully, will join us in college football season. One of the voices of Fox Sports college football coverage. He's do a lot of college basketball. Hopefully, Jason will join us later this fall. Uh, Jason, I guess, was a mentor for me early in the business. The one who gave me the nickname Gazi Bears, yeah. Jason Benetti. So uh, Benetti calls games for the White Sox. And he mentioned, there's this clip, I think it's still out there. It got like 3 million views about how much Tim Anderson meant to baseball. Because Tim Anderson's before anybody. Like, you talk about like the new school style of like uh, showboating home runs, flipping the bat, having a personality. Like, Tim Anderson was the leader of this in like, tw- again, back to that mid-2000 range, 2010 range, 2015, 16, 17. Anderson wanted to be the next thing. I'm like, you know what? If Benetti likes this guy, I'll become a Tim Anderson fan. Exciting player to watch. Entertaining. Wants to make the sport better. Great. And then, like, within that, like, year, that offseason, Tim Anderson came out and told the media he's the modern-day Jackie Robinson. I'm like, yeah. ugh, Ah. Uh, I mean, you're... <laughs> 
there's a difference between celebrating after a home run and calling yourself Jackie Robinson. I was immediately not a fan. I'm like, dude, if you're that out of touch on your importance to the sport of baseball, I don't think I'm rolling with you. And then getting knocked out, I'm just like, I mean, dude, this is not the first time you've been like this. Like, there's a point where you could show off your personality and just not run your mouth on the diamond. And he went far more towards being a punk than being a role model. And he, well, and like he, it, it's weird because when he tags, I, I don't think he was intentionally being aggressive towards Ramirez in the beginning. But like when he, when the way he straddles the bag and Ramirez has to slide under it, he does. He takes his helmet off. You can see Ramirez gets his head pushed back. And then when Ramirez steps up and starts poking at his head, Anderson instantly, like, he went hockey. He dropped the glove, and he, he squared up. Like, it's, you could tell, like, at some point in Anderson's life, he's either done a boxing workout, he's taken some lessons, because he squares up instantly. Like, he's ready to fight. And, like, <laughs> Ramirez is more ready to fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the best way to put it. That's right. right. Like, like there's people who think they can fight, and then there's people who can fight. And all I, with the way Ramirez throws that that right hand, Chuck Liddell used to say it. He's like, you almost got to think about like if there's a knot or a weight on the end of a rope, and you want to whip that rope, and you want that weight to catch him right on the chin at the end of the rope, perfectly. And that's what he threw a haymaker, put him right down. Best punch of the weekend, and and. I know it's baseball and we're not supposed to violence or whatever, but two grown men want to square up and throw hands. I'm not going to, I'm going to enjoy how it comes out. All right, let's chop that take in half because our guy, Rich Becker, we love him. Rich Becker's awesome. Patroons are the best. Mm -hmm. I saw he was unleashing on social media about this. Covered sports for a long time, Rochester, Albany. He's like, whoever's the people giving the takes that this is good for baseball are nuts. Uh, I agree with that. Like, we don't need more fights. In sports in general. You want to keep the fight game to the fight game? And sports to sports? I'm cool with that. Although it was entertaining. Like, seeing that as a rivalry, seeing that as what's going to happen next, and seeing big names. These are not two bumps. Like, Ramirez is an MVP candidate. Mm -hmm. Anderson, like I just told you, is one of the faces of baseball. was heading towards that a few years ago. These are superstars having a rivalry, so it becomes must-see television. I don't want them brawling every single night, and I don't think we need more fights in baseball. I'm not going that long, but... There is something about building a rivalry. Like, I'm okay with once in a while the bench is coming off. You know, like, oh, that was behind the batter. What's going on over here? But to advocate more charging to the mound, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. Um, I think there's a time and a place. I do, and, and I know this isn't a popular opinion. And, you know, cover your kids' ears if you're worried about them hearing, you know, uh, Stone Age a take on it there's an old saying you know talk doo doo get a boo boo you know what i mean like i'm just was saying, that the saying I, 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 just, I just i just made up a new one to get a get by on the on the radio here um i don't i i'm sorry man when you when when you square up like that and you think you're gonna take a dude down and you catch one on the chin like i don't want anybody to get hurt long term i'm not I'm not heartless. You love the doo-doo boo-boo. I'm just thinking in my mind, like, there's the new liner. It's LeVac and guys. You talk doo-doo, you get a boo-boo. A, a, a thought, young LeVac on the streets of Colony saying that to people. Oh, no, the young LeVac would have said the other <laughs> I one. Know, it's, I, that's just, I, I thought it was cooking <laughs> my feet. I thought you liked that. You did. That. It yeah. was very All good. Right. I couldn't have done that that fast. I know I know what you meant. But, it's, you know, 
it's <laughs> I love the the uh, Lake County Captains, the Guardians minor league affiliate, is are doing uh, Jose Ramirez Appreciation Week. All fans named Tim get a free ticket to sit down on the grass, wear your Ramirez jersey, and get a free Bam Bam in the cargo hole. <laughs> Home run punch derby. <laughs> like they just went all in on it. They're making fun of it. I just again, like I think there's a point where you got to have the conversation, right? Like with your kids, with everyone. Like violence is a last resort. I'm sorry when a dude who's bigger than you smacks you in the head while you're sliding in the second. You know, you get up, you say what you got to say. Anderson could be like, oh, I didn't mean to get you, buddy. No, Anderson dropped the glove and wanted to throw hands. And he caught one. Sorry. That's, that's such is life. Like, I, just, I don't know when we had to, like, every, I, what is it? The meek shall inherit the earth? Yeah, when I'm done with it. You know? <laughs> you can have it when I'm done with it. Like, that's, that's, there's, I, I will be the first one to tell you that I will try to get out of violence any chance I get. I have zero interest in starting a fight. But at the same time, I'm not going to say I'm always going to walk away. It's just there's guys like Anderson. You, you mentioned it. He went from this is a flashy, exciting player to this dude's head is so big he thinks the earth revolves around it. Well, now you're in the clouds. So it, it happens. Like, Rugnit Odor is this little dude. Joey Batista's trying, Jose Batista's trying to push him around a little bit. Almost gets his fake beard knocked off. Like that's it, sometimes, sometimes it's not the worst thing that can happen. Talk doo doo, get a boo boo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me squeeze this in real quick here, Levesque, because I don't know if we're going to get to it. I don't think you can say squeeze in when saying when when referencing doo doo. I'm like squeeze. It's been a violent weekend with fights and fights. I feel like there was some violence, not so much physically, but verbally uh, at the women's national soccer team. Do you have a take on what happened with the women's soccer team? The team draw, then out, kicked out by Sweden? Um, I, I'm, I'm upset. Like I want the U.S. to win all the things. I do feel like this is a situation where the it's not the woke go broke. Like I know that like you know President, former President Trump you know, had a lot to say about Mega Rapino and all those other things. I do feel as though it's one of those situations where other things became more important than soccer to some of these ladies. And and it happens to everyone, you know, um, it's, it stinks. Cause I think we should have won. There's a reason I brought that up quickly there because of Tim Anderson, because there are some qualities of the women's soccer team nationally that also match Tim Anderson, like over evaluating yourself. Anderson compared himself to Jackie Robinson, the women's, Team thought they almost were the dream team and wouldn't be beat. Using other athletes to propel yourself for no other reason than doing that. Again, Anderson using past legends and old school baseball players. The women's national team saying, hey, hey, we're better than the men, so pay us more. Right. You, know, you don't want to do that to your fellow athlete. So they did that. So you had that and then the political side of it. I was thinking about this driving in today. I was like, in my lifetime, team sports, not so much individual athletes, because I know there's been some that maybe found to be polarizing. We love reality TV. Lolo Jones, it was odd when her own teammates were rooting against her when she came back and ran post-Olympics. I can't think of a team representing the United States of America. I know this is not Olympic play. It's World Cup play. I can't think of a team that was more polarizing than this team. Like, there are some people who rooted against them. And I think it has way more to do, and I'm with you on this, I think it has way more to do with that. Like, how you acted on the pitch, how you acted off the pitch, and I'm talking about, like, the selfies, we're the best, we're the new dream team, look how good we are, we're going to take... 
it felt more about the arrogance of Team USA than the go woke get broke. Not everybody's going to agree with that, but there are probably youth coaches who are like, I don't know if that's how I want that to be. I don't know if that's the style I would teach. There are some people who will not like them because of that. And look, some athletes who did that in 2019 aren't on the team in 2023. I, I just, I'm just i shocked by how—I'm no, back. I'm surprised that this is the team that's getting that most heat of my lifetime. I, and I will, I will say, I will say this to my point that I I made last week, whatever. Publicly, I still want to support that team because they're our team. But once they get here, once they get back home, I kind of be like, you feel, do, do, do you feel good about it? Like, do you feel like, do you feel like you lived up to your personal hype? Do you feel like you did the more important thing by being out there? Do you, do you? Because you? you didn't act like it. But again, I'm, as far as the rest of the world goes. I want to support those ladies, you know, because they they represent us. As soon as they get home, I kind of I have questions. Point of order. My biggest question still is, so like, were you mowing, guys? Like, was it one B? <laughs> All right. This is the second time in the last year. So this happened to me back in July. First time I got this was an actual piece of wood. Like, I hit it like a branch in the same spot. Now thinking about it, that one got taken out. This one, I hit the I hit the hive, I believe. It's got to be a hive. I hit it, like, near a root, and then... Oh, you hit, like, you felt yourself hit something? And I thought it was, like, the root of the tree, so I thought I hit a piece of wood again. Yeah. But initially, right on my hand and my leg, it, like, stung. Like, whoa! Oh, so more than one guy. To the point that I dropped the lawnmower. So I'm not riding, I'm pushing. I'm like, whoa! What is this? Whoa! So I'm like, all right, I think I'm okay. I'll fight through this. So... Like the brave, strong man that I am, I powered through the rest of that backyard, and I was in pain. I'm like something. They didn't not keep right. coming for you. No, just the two guys. Bang, so bang. I wonder. I wonder if it's a, if they're an in ground or if, if like a nest fell out of the tree or something. Definitely no Did nest. Did you out see of the tree. them? No, because if they're the ground ones, usually they're big. Usually they're big nasties. I'm guessing they had to be ground because it was right there, right at the bottom. Bit the leg. My hand was down a little lower. So, dude, it hurt. So I'm like, all right, I got this. And I was like, oh, man, something definitely stung me. From, like, the next 12 to 24 hours, I went from, like, I got this. I'm manly to, ah, I can't walk. I can't move. I'm, like, limping. Like, I tore. I want to say I tore my ACL. I've seen people tore ACLs. No, no. I was way worse than that. I'm, like, carrying this thing like I can't feel my leg. Dude, it is blown up. It is down from the ankle up to here. So I am on the PEDs right now. I'm on a bunch of meds. I've gone a full hour, and I feel like I've held it together so far. LeVac, I'm in pain. I've sent you pictures of my leg, not for an OnlyFan account or anything on Instagram. You saw it. I think you're proud that I'm here today. It was it was pretty nasty. So, like, I told you to take Benadryl when I when when you first showed it to us because you sent it in a chat, a picture of it. How long after I recommended taking Benadryl did you take Benadryl? Uh, more than five hours. See, this is why I can't do it. Definitely more than five hours. You should have right away because you get an ounce of prevention, pound of cure, buddy. Come on now. You clearly had a reaction. Like your leg is nasty. It's bad. Yeah. So I had to go maybe- back a second time, LeVac. I got sent back because the next day my wife looked at my leg. She goes, she's going to be limping around with Rex back there. And she's like, gone. You're getting ejected. You're getting thrown back to urgent care. Wow. So it's a whole cruise back. Same nurse. Same secretary. And, and what do like, they say you this again. time? What are they? They're like, we can't do anything with you. It's not infected yet. Been, you, you were just here yeah. 12. I'm like, look at the leg. They're like, we're doctors, guys. We, we don't know. 
So they, so they gave you, they gave you the, the steroid to start the healing. It's yeah. not doing anything. And the next doctor was like, what do you want? I'm like, I'd like an antibody, antibiotic. She's like, I can't uh, give you that. I don't no, know if it's you, effective. You need like an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. That's what you need. She told me, I'm just going to up your meds. You're a All big right. guy. You'll get more. Like, you are go. you insulting me now? There you go. So what do you got? I didn't win. I didn't win this battle, LeVac. No. Well, no, the B1. The B1. <laughs> wow. I didn't win. That stinks, man. Again, you better make sure you show our boys. Did you say it stings? Yeah, I said stinks, but it stings too. They're both all very, very true. I mean, that's... A, that's. I can't even sleep. A, when I'm on these beds, I can't... I'm up all night now. I'm up. I, I, what, I need I help. See, I see what you did there. I see what you did what? there. You should have taken the Benadryl. What helped you get a nap too. Ooh, all right. But no. See, I know these things. You know who I talk to? I talk to Dr. Fred Dreer. So I sleep like a baby, okay? A snoring, probably farting baby, but I'm a, I'm a baby. <laughs> Nonetheless, because I went to the Integrative Sleep Center, and actually, I say I went, I was dragged to the Integrative Sleep Center in Balsa Spa with Dr. Fred Dreer, and I felt so dumb for not going sooner. Everything is taken care of. They walk you through everything. They tell you what you need to do. They help you through it. And they're not trying to, like, package any nonsense for you or get you to do something stupid. They're literally just trying to find the easiest path to you getting better sleep, and that involves less snoring. That involves a fight of sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is now being linked by some doctors to Alzheimer's and dementia. Because again, you got to think about it. If you're not resting, your brain's not recovering. If you're not getting deep sleep, your brain's not recovering. If you stop breathing all night, your brain is not recovering. As a matter of fact, it's getting like, like minor stroke signals. You can get all of this at least on the path to rightness. And that's by calling 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreer and the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa. They're helping me sleep better. They can help you sleep better too. Top four at four coming up next right here. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Taco Bell's new the rules. I'm changing everything. I can't decide. If you hear five stories at the top of an hour, I'm going to call this the top five at five. How about that, Levac? Oh, um, I sounds familiar. <laughs> Fifth biggest story today. I'm bending the rules. I'm doing five today. All the, right. All right. Do it. The college football coaches poll is out today. So your first taste of college football. I've been constantly texting LeVac about how I'm going to fire off some week zero and week one parlays. I'm so excited. It's August. It tastes. It smells like college football. But the coaches polls kind of pointless. I'll let LeVac weigh in on that in a second. But first, here's the top 10. Georgia at one. Michigan two. Alabama. Ohio State. LSU. USC. Penn State, Florida State, Clemson, Tennessee rounds out your top 10. So back to that original question. Uh, Notre Dame, I'll add them 13. I know there's a lot of Notre Dame fans here in the 518. LeVac, what do you make of the coaches poll still being a thing, or should we care a little bit more about this? The coaches poll is the one that I I generally listen to a little bit more, especially in the beginning, simply because, like, I think you're finding out who they don't don't want to play kind of thing. Like, it's... The reporters is nice, depending upon the reporters, but, like, the coaches, I know who the coaches are. I know, like, unless they've got their assistants filling it out, but even then, they're not going to put their name on doo-doo, so, because they might get a boo-boo. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad they came back. So, I, I think uh, I think the coach polls the one I listen to most. But, again, it, it, does, it, it means nothing until they play. We know that, but at the same time, it, it's a jump-off point. Gives us somebody to pay attention to. I'm sure there's somebody on that list, guys, that you were like, huh, Okay, maybe I need to pay a little closer attention to them. You know who it is? It's your Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. At number two, above Alabama, John Harbaugh. 
coaches the Ravens. Jim Harbaugh still coaches the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, because they're different people. I'm just he, you. he said they have 20, 20 NFL draft players on the team. Now, what class that'll be in, what dra- 20 guys who could play in the NFL are on the Michigan team. And you're a Michigan fan. I think it's pretty safe to say over Harbaugh's time, this is the best team. Back-to-back years, a team winning the Big Ten. This team's better. The quarterback plays better. Michigan's got everything they need. And let's remember, Michigan fans do, but college football fans, it's been a minute. If Michigan doesn't fumble against TCU at the goal line, they complete that comeback against TCU. And they're playing against Georgia in the national championship. And I want to say likely put up a better fight. I guess that's too easy of a take because TCU got smoked. They actually changed the kickoff time so people didn't need to watch it all. Uh, nothing jumping out to me. Here's, I know what you mean by the coach's take. Like It feels like the coaches should be less biased because they see the teams, they watch the film. Here's what I've learned about the coaches' poll. It's more biased. Oh, really? They want their conference to look better. I feel that way. Like, hey, if I coach, we'll use Brian Kelly for an example. Hey, I'm Brian Kelly. I coach LSU. I want all the SEC teams up there. Because when I lose, it makes me look good. Oh, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who did we lose to? We lost to Bama. They're one, aren't they? No, no, Coach, they're one on your poll. Whoa, we got this week. Yeah, Texas A&M, they're two on mine. You know, like the coaches try to spin it a little bit to have it happen. I do like that the Associated Press is public. So if you ever vote for the AP, you cannot get destroyed on social media by fans of whatever team you didn't vote for. Yeah, just, you know, most importantly, it just means we're that much closer to football. Oh, I can't wait. College football kicking off week zero, week one. Uh, a guy we followed in college football last season here for story number four is C.J. Stroud, former Ohio State Buckeye quarterback. It's now been reported that the number two overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft will start Thursday against the New England Patriots. It's a preseason opener, D'Amico Ryans. It's encouraged that competition between Stroud and former starter Davis Mills, starter for the team last season. Levac, is this a big deal that a rookie is starting what's most considered to be a meaningless preseason game for week one for the Texans? Hmm. I, it, the Texans have to be the one of the few teams I feel like I have zero understanding of. Like, you, you not only have made questionable decisions for years and years and years now, but now you're a new coaching staff on top of it. So, no one wants Davis Mills to be the starter in Houston. Except for me, I think it's interesting. Um, he is better than he had been given credit for, but still not good enough to probably be your franchise guy. So, yeah, let's run him out there. We know what he is, I think, right? We, we have an idea. In 2021, Davis Mills is a better quarterback in that class than Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. In the first year. Yeah. Fields got better statistically, for sure. Lawrence got a lot better someone's going to take a flyer on Mills. And maybe it's one of these things where like Mills is going to start until he fails, but usually that's for veteran quarterbacks, not 30-year quarterbacks, which is odd too. But he's also been... There's also probably a little piece of that where it's like, all right, how do we how do we use Mills? We, we, we hope he's not our starter, but if he is, do we want to win? Or do we want to just make sure we have another shot at another new quarterback and just keep it rolling? <laughs> what, I, what I don't like about C.J. Stroud I put him in the same category as the college team. Well, Carson Wentz and Trey Lance both played at FCS football. But the point I was going to make about those two is that some of these quarterbacks, I want them to play their best game against the best competition. And that's been the knock on C.J. Stroud is that his best games were not against the best competition. He did play well in college football. 
semifinal game. So maybe that's good enough. I just don't know if they're right now in August. Is there that much separation between CJ Stroud and Davis Mills? And maybe the answer is one's a first round pick, one isn't. That's why he's starting. I'm the New England? Two? Belichick? Poor kid might look like he's swimming out there against New England. Um, is there any chance that you're most excited about the third string quarterback? Case Keenum? Make that roster. Your crush? Come on. Your crush? I would take Case Keenum over Kyle Trask, I think. Maybe. No, you mm. wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. There's up. There's hope and upside to Trask. You know what Case Keenum is. <sighs> yeah, that's the right answer. This might be the end for Case, huh? He had a good run. He's a backup. If you got to start a guy for two games, you might win one of the two and you move on. Yeah, who's going to pay him now, though? This might be it for Case Keenum. I just realized that doing this. I knew I should have flipped the stories and made that one four. (laughs) Made that one five, whatever. All right, here's story number three. Uh, The Saints, free agent running back Kareem Hunt will visit New Orleans today. The Saints are looking for some help at the RB, running back position, because Alvin Kamara suspended for three games this season. Levac Jamal Williams is there. Had a monster year last year for the Lions. Kendry Miller, a third-round pick out of TCU, we just mentioned, is there on the roster, too. What do you make of potentially Kareem Hunt being a part of the Saints backfield? Barring, you know, off-the-field stuff, how is Kareem Hunt not already somewhere? Like, I, I mean, did I miss something? He's still a home-run hitter. He's still, you know, you make him part of your one-two punch, he's a monster. He is also a monster you know he's also done a lot of really stupid stuff off the field but i think why isn't every team bringing him and see talk to him see if he's got the right mindset see if he fits what you want to do the saints that it's weird because his skill set is similar to kamara kamara's a better version of it but their skill sets are similar do you think you're gonna have kamara less I think that's a pretty good backfield. You get Kamara and Kareem Hunt. You and I are big Saints fans, how that schedule lays out. We're talking to our guy Robert somewhere is loving this conversation. His team's about to get better. And they brought in on the defensive side Anthony Barr and Demario Davis for workouts too. I think Kareem Hunt's a perfect fit in New Orleans. Think about you don't this. think he's overly redundant with the with the rookie and everything? What do you mean? Well, don't, like, Oh, do you think there's too many running backs in the backfield is what you're saying? Yeah. Sometimes I want the guy to just be better. Like, you got a third-rounder from TCU. You got Kareem Hunt, who last year, about 800 yards as a backup, didn't get hurt, four touchdowns, still 28. Boy, he's just good. Like, well, it's just And Jamal Williams is is coming off his best year as a pro. Oh, I have, more, I have How many backs are you keeping, I guess, is the question. Right. Are you going to cut it? Why would you draft a third-rounder if you're not going to keep him? That's a great point. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess I just think I know. I've seen more out of Kareem Hunt than I have Jamal Williams. And if it's just flat-out age or attitude or something, Kareem Hunt led the NFL in rushing. Kareem Hunt's been awesome. Maybe he's a problem in the locker room. Jamal Williams four is, backs, right? Well, you got to keep cheap, though. Like If people don't want to pay running backs now to pay three veterans, ugh, that'd be that's a tough roster move for New Orleans. Man, I can't believe Kareem Hunt can't find a home. Jamal Williams is funny. He's got the quotes he had on Hard Knocks. He's mm-hmm. got the stuff he's doing with, what, Pokemon and everything else and <laughs> all that stuff. I would like Kareem Hunt to play for the Saints if you're a Saint fan. And now talking out loud again as a Buccaneer fan, I'm actually okay if he stays out of the South because he's he's really good. <laughs> Story number two here. We talked earlier in the show. If you missed it, Ample and Spotify is the site where you can listen to LeVac and Gaz On Demand. We discussed the Cleveland Guardian-Chicago White Sox brawl. Tim Anderson 
Jose Ramirez have now been handed down suspensions by Major League Baseball. Tim Anderson suspended six games for the fight. Jose Ramirez, three games for the fight. We'll see if either player decides to appeal the suspension, which I always find fascinating when it's like, I'm going to appeal this. We all saw you do it. I mean, what, what are you right. appealing? A ghost was out there that you didn't do it? What do you make of the six and three game suspension for the two players? It kind of justifies what I was trying to say earlier. You know, it's you. If you're if you're Anderson, you got knocked out, but you also were the aggressor. Now it's like insult to injury. That's just more of a reason to behave yourself, I guess. Keep your hands down and let, don't be a jerk because you not only are you getting knocked out, you might lose six games. I think I'm okay with the suspension too. Like 10 feels too strong, 15, but if it's a pitcher who's going to miss a start, that probably would have leaned closer to 10. I think more important than the the amount of games is that he got more than Ramirez. Yeah. So, like, I think that speaks volumes to what the MLB is trying to say. Like, you were the aggressor. Like, you took this. You started off by being a little disrespectful. You took it farther than it needed to go, and then you ended up on your butt. But you're still going to get more games, even after getting knocked out, than the guy who knocked you out because you were the aggressor. I wish these teams didn't stink. Like, Cleveland's four games below 500. The White Sox, man, there was a time, LeVac, where I really felt like we were going to get a White Sox-Yankees ALCS. They did everything for that franchise to add some talent, build through the four. They had a stat where it was like them and San Diego had like 11 of the top combined. So it was 22. 22 of the top 50 prospects in baseball at one point. White Sox and Padres. White Sox just could not figure it out, man. And story number one. Well, what about yeah. Middleton saying that they have no rules over them and then this happening for the White Sox? I, I want to get the story one. Hang on. That digs uh, a little deeper, too, Yeah, it? that does. This seems too... Hmm, I think there's some truth to this. Did they really throw things off when they hired Tony La Russa? Like, was it that bad? A Hall of Fame manager who was falling asleep in the dugout? I wish that was a joke. That actually right, happened. Right. Like, I wonder if they derailed the whole franchise hiring La Russa. Well, the right fit for the right team. I, you know, Buck Showalter, like... You saw that he he got the Orioles to a certain level and needed to get out of there. Got the Yankees to a certain level, and then Joe Torre was the better, you know, attitude manager. There's a time where you the the old school guy doesn't quite fit exactly what everybody's doing, or you know, de- just derails it all. Somewhere, Met fans screaming at us, "What level is he at now? What level is <laughs> he got to sit now?" <laughs> Sorry, Met fan. All right. Story number one here. Padres and Dodgers and the rest of the Major League Baseball slated games that you can get ready for tonight. Padres and Dodgers are underway. Bottom of the first, tied up. No score apiece for that matchup on the NL West side. Reds and Marlins, both teams in contention as that NL wild card gets a little bit different. 640 first pitch in that one. The Mets take on the Cubs. Look, I don't want to talk about that one. That game has given me a weird... <laughs> something stinks about that game. i got to get to that one later on. Mets-Cubs, we'll talk about that one a little bit later in the show. Yankees take on those White Sox we just mentioned, and right here on your home for Red Sox baseball. Red Sox, Fenway Park tonight. They're going to host the Kansas City Royals. Our coverage underway at 6-10, 7-10 first pitch in that one again at Fenway tonight. Uh, let's focus on the Yankees and the White Sox. Garrett Cole on the mound. Does that brawl have any effect on tonight's game besides the obvious suspension of Anderson? I mean, that's that's the biggest. You've already got a team that isn't isn't quite good, we'll say, and now they've got one less of their of their good players. So you would hope that this would give the Yankees everything they need to go out there and get the W. But 
They haven't exactly blown out the teams they're supposed to blow out. They do it from time to time. There's really not a rhyme or reason to what the Yankees have achieved and underachieved this year. Every piece of evidence says this should be a Yankee win, which based on this season means they're going to lose by 12. So I, I, who knows? <laughs> I mean, who knows with this team? I look at the Yankee matchup tonight. The White Sox, I've covered that. They stink. They should have been better. This is not where the franchise is to be. We got all that. Uh, for the Red Sox, this matchup with Kansas City, it's been a weird summer for Red Sox fan. Levesque, you pointed this out a bunch through this summer where they're not really talking smack. They're not really confident in the team. They almost feel like they're okay. This is a, a, a circles back from earlier in the show. Feels like the women's national team. You feel like you're happy with what you're doing. You're showing off once in a while. You're content. But you've had so much success in the past, you think that success will come again. That's the vibe you and I get from the Red Sox, maybe more so the fan base than the actual franchise. If they blow these games starting tonight, Red Sox fan, now's your time to go nuts. Our guy, Ben, you want to go crazy? Go crazy about your Red Sox. MJ on Twitter, Boston Dan, you want to have a rant. Here's the week you can have your rant about your Red Sox. Because if you start blowing games coming up, with your team in contention, and you're taking on the stinky Kansas City Royals who have nothing to play for, and then you get the Tigers, and then you get the Nationals, you got some easy games coming up, Red Sox fan. You got to play well. What are we looking at? 7 of 10 you got to take here coming up before you get the Yankees, Astros, and Dodgers? Hell, you might want 8 of 10. You've you've won one of the last eight games. Mm -hmm. You're you're 57 and 54 even though you lost your last four games. Like, what? I I don't feel like they're get. I don't feel like getting off the canvas. They're another one of these teams. I just feel like they're. You, to your point, where is the attitude? Where is the the swagger? You're going up against a Royals team that you should be able to beat up pretty good, with Brian Bello on the mound. So, uh, like, I think if any reason they should win, it should be tonight. But it just they don't seem to have that swagger. I think you're right. I don't think they're. This is not a. This is not a Red Sox team that that believes they're going to win. People have used this comparison about me, and I know you have, that some people would just want to have a camera on me, follow me around <laughs> in the forest and see what I do on a daily basis. I want to have that happen with Quinn from Quinn and Cantero on Pix yeah. 106 because when you dropped the Brian Bellow joke on him <laughs> two weeks ago during our hit on there, he would have thought it was the greatest. He like became a baseball fan. Be like, wait, he's yeah. playing? Tim Meadows is back? Brian he's Bellows. out there? Or Tracy Morgan? Yes, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're going to do, Royals. He, he looked like I'm not going to pet him. He doesn't look like he wants to be pet. Imagine him, I just see him with the, like the lion, the royal mascot. Get away from me, lion! I'm Brian Bello. Um, I'm trying to think of the Tim Meadows movie where he plays like a love ladies man. Ladies man, the thank ladies you. Because yeah. his love guru is Mike Myers. Is also Correct. an SNL alum. Correct. I feel like the same premise of the movie. Just watched So I Married an Axe Murderer the other night. Great Mike Myers movie. I've never seen it, but my wife says I need to watch it. Oh it's yeah! Good? Oh my goodness, it's phenomenal. He's he's him. Mike Mike Myers plays himself. He plays his dad. His dad steals the movie. Him as his dad steals the movie. So I'm confused because Mike Myers. I swear we got something else coming up here. But hang on, uh, Mike Myers plays the axe murderer. And is there a, no no? What? He's in the movie. In the movie, he's not the axe murderer. But there's a babysitter movie where a babysitter also a death occurs involving Mike Myers. Like someone killed the babysitter. Isn't that another Mike Myers movie? Uh no! Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. That's is Mike not, Myers. That's not Mike Myers. Oh no, that's actually um what's her name? What's her name? Christina uh, Applegate. Yes, no Mike Myers. Hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no transition. Let's talk about our friends over at Mohawk Honda. That's the content they brought for us today. 
I had an extra story, rambled on, blew through the music. Thank you to Mohawk Honda. The meds are finally kicking in now. I might need a ride home, clearly. I'm not, you on meds makes me feel like maybe I don't have Alzheimer's, though, because I'm able to remember all these movies. So this is good. I like this. If you want to find a ride this summer, the place you to get your new ride, ride is Mohawk Honda. Have you seen the videos on Instagram, by the way, of our guy Nick checking out all the additions that are coming to Mohawk Honda? If you haven't seen it, follow Mohawk Honda on social media. If you're not on there, say, hey, Goss was talking about this Instagram video. Wait till you see the stuff that's on the way. We've got the new waiting room coming up, some really cool features. So Rooftop, it, uh, like, like patio. You awesome, man. Like, this gives a great feel that if you're looking for that new vehicle. The place to go is Mohawk Honda. I know. Love my pilot. I just got a text later that I'm going to dinner tonight. I'm bringing my sister-in-law, so I'll be oh. driving her around to dinner tonight in the pilot. They'll enjoy the ride. We'll have a great time tonight From at dinner. the sounds of things, she's going to have to drive the pilot. I think she actually might. How much more time do we have? Uh, Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Luak, I might need your help coming up with this interview. Our pal Pat yeah. McKenna is going to be joining us. Yeah, so Pat McKenna, the uh, director of communications for Naira. Um, he, we've obviously become very good friends with him over the years. He joins us every Friday. Well, with everything that took place this weekend, it's a very, you know, Maple Leaf Mel, great story as a horse and obviously very sad and tragic ending. I don't really know how to approach it. So Pat, when was very nice and offered to approach it for us. So Pat McKenna is going to join us next. We'll talk this thing through. We'll get to the bottom of, of what we can get to the bottom of and kind of just get a better understanding of it all. Uh, that's next. And then um, I also just, man, I don't know what else to say after that one. Uh, that's coming up next right here. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching a kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. DQ presents How to Fancy Up Any Occasion. Step one, grab the Caramel Fudge Cheesecake Blizzard from DQ. Step two, break out your fanciest sweatpants and park yourself in your comfiest chair. Step three, kick back and bask in the luxury of salted caramel, rich fudge, and decadent cheesecake pieces blended in world-famous DQ soft serve. Fancy? Achieved. No formal wear required. DQ. Happy tastes good. The NFL is back, and your free iHeartRadio app is your home for the NFL Podcast Network with full coverage of all 32 NFL teams. Get in-depth analysis from the pros on Around the NFL, win bragging rights of this year's draft with tips from the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, and more. Download the free It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. In studio today, one of the uh, one of the rare times, but uh, it's it's... Every Friday, we're joined by the uh, Director of Communication for Naira, Pat McKenna. And obviously, this weekend, we were there Friday. It was set up to be one of the perfect celebrations of, of horse racing here in the Capital Region. And, you know, as life normally does, something happened that I find myself maybe not really equipped to explain. And that's why, uh, luckily for us, we're friends with Pat. We're able to get Pat to come and join us. And, uh, Pat, I, I wish this was a better conversation, but... Can you help us process and, and kind of make sense of what happened with uh, Maple Leaf Mel? Sure, and I appreciate the opportunity, guys, especially to be able to to address the fans directly for something that played out so publicly, both in front of an enormous crowd in person and on national television. So Maple Leaf Mel, 
um, was in the, the test stakes on Saturday evening prior to the Whitney. It's a really inspirational story. Uh, Maple Leaf Mel was a three-year-old filly owned by Bill Parcells, formerly trained by a man named Jeremiah Englehart. Jeremiah Englehart's assistant is a woman named Melanie Giddings. She decided to strike out on her own about nine months ago, and Bill Parcells made the decision to send this talented filly with her as really her first horse to get her started. The filly ended up um, winning her next two races under Melanie's care, so she entered the test at uh, undefeated, five five starts, five wins, one of the, the fantastic talents in the country. And at the same time, uh, Melanie Giddings had battled uh, uh, through cancer and had come out on the other side and paid credit repeatedly to this inspirational horse, Maple Leaf Mel. Maple Leaf Mel came out of the gate during the test, led at every port of call, every point of call, um, about two strides, from the wire, uh, tragically, in front of the grandstand, suffered a catastrophic injury to her right front leg. And despite the immediate attention of a team of veterinarians on site, she was humanely euthanized due to the severity of the injury. So this was a, a really shocking tragedy for everyone who was there in person, for everyone who was watching on television. But far too often, these sensitive conversations about equine safety happen in, in boardrooms between uh, racetrack operators and regulators. So to be able to address the fans directly after a moment as shocking as that one um, is important. And, you know, what you saw in the aftermath of this tragedy was an entire community of people coming together to, um, to comfort Melanie Giddings to comfort the barn because it's not just the trainer. It's a groom. It's a hot walker. It's a, it's a barn full of people who come to treat these horses like family. And this is more than a job for trainers, assistant trainers, everyone who is, is working with these world-class athletes day in, day out. This is, they have chosen to build a life around these horses. And I think that's what you saw. Tragedy reveals character. And I think you know, we think on, on Sunday morning, the outpouring of support for um, for her operation, knowing what she had been through over the last year and a half, um, was immeasurable. And on some level, you know, it was um, it was sort of the best of the horse racing community, knowing the work the time, the care, the attention that goes into preparing horses, caring for horses. Um, no one takes these losses harder than the people who are so intimately involved every single day. And undoubtedly and unfortunately, this tragedy will likely be exploited by those who seek to damage the sport, who don't understand what it is to care for these <clears throat> amazing athletes, animals. Um, so, you know, to the fans who have supported Saratoga, who have embraced horse racing, um, you know, we will continue to advance and enhance equine safety measures um, every single day. It is an organizational priority that is stands above all other considerations. Um, and, you know, we have had... More than 500,000 people visit Saratoga Racecourse this summer. And again, to the fans who 
support the game, uh, know that we will continue to invest the time, the resources, the attention, uh, in the hopes of preventing these unfortunate accidents before they happen. Because this is a fantastic game that supports New York families in, in every corner of the state that provides countless New Yorkers and people across the country with, with joy and with community. And um, to, to see something like what played out on Saturday is obviously an incredible jolt and shock and tragedy. Um, but, you know, the reason why we're talking in advance of our normal conversation on Friday is because we feel like it's extremely important to address this head on and to renew our commitment to the fans um, that this is an issue that is not behind closed doors. This is an issue that we will um, approach and address head on. And and Pat, like, so Pat McKenna with us right now from Naira on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. So I, where I grew up, there was a horse barn right behind my property. And, you know, these were pets. These were more like, you know, they weren't, they weren't racers. They weren't the athletes, but they were like trail horses, things that, and I remember as a kid, every so often one would take a wrong step and something like this would happen. And, you know, not, not in a race, not, not even working, not pulling a plow, just out grazing um is there something you can do to make this go away because the way i grew up it was you know horses are designed beautifully to run and all these other things but the flaw is those legs are are anything can happen yeah and listen we, we will always aspire to bring that number of catastrophic injuries to zero that is an aspiration that we will not move away from um you know that sort of guides our way of thinking. How do we make these events, which I remember, they are statistically exceedingly rare since 2013 in New York State through the fourth thoroughbred tracks, including Finger Lakes, the number of fatal equine injuries has dropped nearly 50% in that period of time. So we have made significant progress, at least here in New York, um, in consultation with Dr. Scott Palmer, the equine medical director, there are teams of people working on this all the time. And we hope to make these kinds of unfortunate events and accidents um, even more rare in the future. So that's why we aspire to bring that number as close to zero as we possibly can. Um, there are injuries in, in horse racing. It is in, just like there are injuries in the NBA and the NFL. Um, but again, we owe it to our fans to not accept the status quo, to work as hard as we possibly can, to invest the resources required in science and technology. Um, we're optimistic about what's coming on the path in terms of various ways to analyze stride and um, things that happen in terms of the biomechanics of a racehorse in full flight. And we will continue to to take the most aggressive approach possible um, to make these events even rarer. Well, Pat, man, we appreciate you taking the time because again, it's, it's something like I've kind of grown up with and I, you know, for lack of a better term for me, it's, it's, you know, obviously it's sad, but it's, it's almost kind of a, a shoulder shrug of, of 
there's only so much you can do in this world, but to hear you speak about the passion of everyone around uh, Maple Leaf Mel and and everything it's it's that that athlete has meant to everybody. Uh, it really it, it, it's great, and I'm glad you took the time to call us. Appreciate it, guys. C4 Smart Energy, C4 Ultimate Energy, C4 Starburst. It was funny. You mentioned this last week, guys, and it's, it's funny to me because I was the dude who was enjoying C4 Energy drinks, and you were not an energy drink guy. And then now that you know you've got not one but two uh, ankle biters running around the house making a mess, being crazy, you're mowing the lawn, you're being attacked by bees, like all these things. Now you've now now you know what my pain and why I need a little kick of energy during the day that C4 gives me. But you brought it up. C4 has the best selection of taste. It's so good. This morning when I woke up and I was fighting through this bee bite, I turned to my wife and said, I can have a C4, right? She said, no. And I said, you don't own me. You can't tell me what to... What? Why can't I Why have a C4? Say no? I don't know. I, I think she thought I was being a baby and I didn't want more. No, listen, C4 is the best thing you can have going in the mornings. <laughs> even if you're distracted, even if you got to do different things, put medic. I don't know. She didn't know. You know what? She what? didn't want you to be full of energy. That's yet. it. That's, what That's it was. exactly it. Well, and, and look, uh, listen, it is, it's, you know, if you do the ultimate energy, 300 milligrams of caffeine, the smart energy, 200 milligrams of caffeine. And that's that's a kick of caffeine, man. It's a cup of coffee. It's a cup of coffee plus. It's good I, for you. I, sorry, Levac. I know exactly why she told me no. Why? Because I noticed the coffee is getting a little smaller in our house, and the C4s are slowly starting to disappear. I think oh, somebody's paws she's are dipping sneaking into in. Your stash. Yeah, she was visiting one of her friends today. I think two of them might be gone now. She's spreading the C4 word, and if that's the case, which I think it is, I am a little proud of her move right there. Well, and you know the worst part is they all taste good. I keep looking like like the dad trick of all dad tricks is to like things that the rest of the family doesn't like, and then you can keep them. Like, my dad ate olive loaf. Who eats olive loaf? Somebody doesn't want his five kids to steal his, his lunch. That's who. But C4 is good all the way around. Thank you to C4 for the Smart Energy Bankroll Challenge that we're going up against our friends with Quinn and Cantera Picks with. And, of course, if you want to, you know, give it a sample. Try it out, especially the Ultimate Energy. That's my jam, the, uh, the Arctic Ice Cone. Mm. Go to Speedway today and grab yourself one. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan. Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Got your play of the day coming. Wiki, wiki. Ow. That's, that was guys when the bee got him. Ow. <laughs> that looks terrible. That looks absolutely awful. Again, I know we talked about it already, your battle with the bees, but that just doesn't look right. I assume that you didn't listen to anything I told you on Saturday anyway, so... Uh, even though you've you've said otherwise, I still just assume you you didn't listen. Um, what? <laughs> I hate you. Um, so easy. So wait. So just uh, just a quick reminder. This is the last Monday that we're in studio for the rest of August. The rest of the the rest of the month we're going to be over at the Recovery uh, Sports Grill. We we love Recovery. The one we're going to the one in Troy, correct? Correct. Who's Street? Who's Street? Um, which is one of our favorite places to go. The the maybe the best chicken tenders in the capital region. Uh, yeah, I said it. I said it uh, because our friends claim to fame are over there, and I say friends and I mean it now. Like I mean it. Oh, that's well, nice, Levac. When we met with them, I fully anticipated them being like, "You just don't understand how important it can be to gain, my brother." And I was going to be like, yeah, "Well, I, I do play. I just don't call myself an athlete." But then when they explained to me the plan, like how they're going to help these people who want to be gamers, who want to be esports athletes, they're, they're, they're putting together everything they need to grow their brand, become influencers, set them apart from just anybody who learned to play Mario Kart in their mom's basement. I'm like, okay, 
Now you got my attention. Now I like your plan. So come on by and, uh, and check out some of these great uh, gamers and then, you know, get some chicken tenders, maybe some ice cold brouhaha's this Monday. We're going to be over there. I'm so pumped for this. This has been so long in the works of making this happen. I'm so excited to share some of these stories with the gamers coming up, the rivalry, but the fun that's going to be involved the next few Mondays here to close out the month in August. 50 cent chicken wings on Monday nights, by the way. Let's roll. Some cold beer, some football, some more games. And one other thing I'd like to add at the Recovery Sports Grill. Fantasy football season's officially here. You want to have a perfect night? Stop by on a Monday. Make it happen right. on a Monday. Right, Join go. us. If you have a fantasy draft going on that night, thanks to Claim to Fame Entertainment, Levac and I will hop in and give you some thoughts and picks and everything else. We have won't you draft ever, your team. Have you ever beat me in a league? Have I ever beaten you in a league? What you- You've never won a league I'm in, right? Uh, I don't think you've ever beaten me. I, one year we did a Hooters League. Did you win it? I, you were better, I you lost better in the finals. Than, yeah. To, uh, a, we can say his name, Joe Lynch. I lost to him in the finals. Yeah, he sells like computer software now. <laughs> I married him. I can say whatever I want. That's right. We both have, um, shout out to Joe Lynch. Yeah, no, I think I'm the better fantasy football player than you are. I, think, I just I know I've won more leagues since we've been together than you've won. As a, as a team, as a radio team, I have won more leagues. There's actually rules against the cheating it's taken to keep me from winning leagues <laughs> since we've been co-hosts together and you're the fantasy football guy. Just saying, just put it I, out there. D- this is a new year. A new year, <laughs> new me. I'll be ready. We got some leagues we're in with each other this year. Feel yeah. good about it. Anything I, can happen. Get a lot of invites for leagues. Um, I will tell you this quite honestly. Like, There's a lot that I'm already locked into. So financially speaking, I may not join any more leagues, okay? But keep sending the invites. It makes me feel special. Um, a lot of great television for sports fans going on. Have, have you watched um, Winning Time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty yet? No, and I don't think I'll ever watch it. Really? It's good. It's entertaining. You know what? I have a problem with Winning Time, and I know, like, season two is coming up. Jeff season Perlman. two started yesterday. That's why I brought oh, okay. it up. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Perlman. It's so bad. I don't know what days shows are on anymore. Like <laughs> legit Sundays, Wednesday. I have nothing. I just finished Severance, which took about a month and a half. That show's been out for two years. Uh, the problem with Winning Time, Jeff Perlman's been a guest on the show before, acclaimed author, arguably the best sports author out there, him and Ray Thompson right now, that Jerry West went nuts. Like too many people have screamed it's all fake and not real. And even Perlman's like, you know, I didn't write that part. That's why I have a little pushback on Winning Time. But if I accept... Guys, this is called television. Right. It's entertainment. Right. Why don't you just, you're the sports guy. You already know what happened. Just enjoy what you're watching. Maybe I might be able to get into season two of this. I, I do catch myself like fact checking some of it. Like, I, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, but it's good. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just a good show. It's a fun show. Uh, Hard Knocks starts Tuesday. Now that I'm locked into with the Jets. Like, like, I'm very excited about that. And then I showed you a, um, a trailer, but that's not till the end of this month, August 29th, BS High. Of all the stuff that's coming out right now, I know the Netflix Untold stuff's out. That BS High, we're talking about Bishop Sycamore? Yes. That's the best trailer of all of them. All of them. <laughs> like, I know there had been rumors that Kevin Hart was behind something. I know there was rumors that there was going to be multiple. That's the best sports trailer out right now. You know what, LeVac? I'm going to retweet that, at WOFX980 right now. I want to find that because that's the best one. Of all this stuff, which I'm super excited to watch, I, give me like a series on that. I want more. Well, I think the best part about that one is it's um what what's um was that Honey Boo Boo, all those things like all those shows where people are willing to present themselves as the terrible 
um, poor excuse for humanity they really are because they want to be in front of cameras so bad. That dude who started Bishop Sycamore, he just wants fame. So he, if they ping him as the biggest villain in the history of, of high school athletics, he's going to be okay as long as you know his name by the end of it. You listening right now, whether it's on demand in Apple, Spotify, whether it's driving around in the Capital Region, iHeart app, I want you to take a moment right now. What LeVac just said right there, in the history of LeVac and guys, I have never agreed with anything he has said more than that take right there. It is my favorite take maybe ever because, LeVac, on my Twitter profile, it says, season three of Flora Bama Shore's art. It is my favorite reality show of all time because of what you just said. Why the Jersey Shore is great. I don't care if you love reality TV or hate it because guess what? If you're a TV fan, you're getting a lot of reality television because of the writer's strike coming up this fall. There's a reason Big Brother's going to November. There's a reason the challenge got bumped from MTV to CBS. Every reality show reeks of desperation. And what makes the best reality shows the best, I guess that's a relative term, but the best <laughs> is how far they'll go. How desperate are you? To be famous. And it's getting worse and worse every year. And it's getting better and better with reality television every year. And that Bishop Sycamore trailer oozes desperation. Yeah. Lock me in, baby. And I love that take from Levesque. We both sniffed it out. All great reality shows ooze desperation. And give me a big old bag of popcorn and watch me watch it. Oh, It's the only way to guarantee they're going to be somewhat honest with you. You know what I mean? Because everyone... I. One of my favorite sayings that I ever I ever heard is no one's the villain of their own story. Like you don't realize you're the bad guy a lot of times. This guy's different. This guy doesn't care if you think he's the villain as long as you think of him. I can't wait. I'm very fired up for it. And and I don't I don't get as fired up about these shows as you do because again it's reality TV. Like I like Florida Short. Don't get me wrong. I was I, I was a, I was a fan of it. I was more of a party down south guy. Whatever. Uh, you know, agree to disagree. But this one has got. Greatness written all over it. And the reason why people might wonder why, okay, guys, I don't get the connection there with the Florida Bama Shore season three. Why that show is so great is because of what we just said. They knew they were going to get canceled, so they had to go all out. Like, please, for the love of God, what do we have to do to keep sure. us on television? And that's why it's the best. Absolutely. You ready for your uh, play of the day? <laughs> Brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. Amy Hall, you have an open invite to the show. I know you retweeted us the other day. Yes, I'm ready for the play today. That one's going to have to, we're going to have the dump button ready. On that one, okay. any of the yeah. any of the fine people, I air quote fine people. We need to we did Gus not allowed. No, he's, he's, he's just a allowed. whiny little bee. Stinks. He's a whiny bee. That's what he is. All right, I got a few here. I like you do. Yeah, I got. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with one. I'm just gonna stick with this one. Okay. Mm, I don't like that number all of a sudden. Okay, I'll, t- I'll I'll tell you what I liked, and I'm I'm getting hesitant on here, and I can't wait till football comes back. I'm looking at Cubs Mets tonight, seven ten. So the Cubs is the easy play. The Cubs are one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. The NL Central's been shook up a little bit. The Reds stink right now. Milwaukee's leading the NL Central. So you're great. Okay, the Mets stink. The Cubs need this. Minus 115, New York at home at City Field. Why, why is it Chicago not favored? So because of that thinking out loud to me, I'm like, am I taking the Mets tonight? But I don't want to take garbage. Sorry, Med fan. But, like, that team is so bad right now. They haven't won since the trade deadline. So now I'm going to take them against a, a hot Chicago team that needs a victory. That line is, as I closed out last week, stanks. Something stanks about that one. But that, you know what, LeVac? There's nothing else that's jumping out to me. I thought about the Marlins and Reds with the same thinking. 
the Reds are so cold right now. Miami, no. I'm going with, I cannot believe I'm taking the Mets tonight. That line stinks too much to me. I have to take the Mets at home against the Cubs tonight at minus 115. All right. Um, I have told myself flat out I'm not, I'm just not going to wager on the Yankees anymore. But I need to, I think I need to end the I need to end it on a win. I got Garrett Cole on the mound going up against the White Sox. You got Keenan Middleton, who used to be a member of Chicago, traded to the Yankees before the trade deadline and has since come out and torn Chicago a new one. They're lazy, there's no rules, dudes are sleeping. I he's like I People complain about not having facial hair as a Yankee. He's like, I shaved the second I heard I was going. I, <laughs> I think you will see this Yankee team make. You know, the 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 White Sox will attempt, attempt to throw it around a little bit and prove they're not they're not slackers. But it will not be enough with Garrett Cole on the mound. Give me the Yankees. It's minus one sixty. It's it's a it's more of a favorite, but. That's just a that just goes to show you kind of almost the way you were talking, guys. How can you have Garrett Cole on the mound against a team that's bad and not be minus two hundred? You know, minus one ninety. So I think this minus one sixty is also a go ahead, take the White Sox. Go ahead. That's all I got to go ahead. Go ahead. So I'm gonna go ahead and grab the Yankees tonight. I, I just I need them to do this. I need it. They need it. And then I want this Middleton dude to be one of my favorites because he's just Tearing new ones. I like this. It's only been about three or four times we've had a double New York play here. We've had the New York teams in the mix for some of our plays of the day, thanks to Mohawk Chevrolet, which, by the way, will be back at Chevy on August 29th. Coming up for that show, I was just texting Nate about it. That's the first day of BSI, huh? Yeah, look, it all comes together. all comes full circle right there. So I'm there a lot, though. I'm actually there quite a bit. Uh, I sweep the parking lot to help pay for my truck. No, uh, (laughs) listen, in in all sincerity, whatever you're looking for, uh, you know, Car Bravo's got you, Mohawk Chevrolet, find, find new roads all those great things um those are plays i i hope we win i'm not betting a lot though it's a small wager for me it's not it's not like a god small but it's, it's a small I'm, I'm keeping it i'm keeping everything tight i i'm playing off i was almost out of money but i had uh billy horschel top five uh for over the weekend i have to win it too and i i thought i could have cashed out at a big number and i was like no i want to win it all and i, sh- I should have cashed out we're going for the win here we're going dangerous bets as cam newton said on instagram over the weekend we were two inches of venom tonight yeah that's something that I don't know if I want to talk about. Um, well, speaking about Venom, Levesque, you don't want Venom in your backyard. USX Pest Control can help is, you. This yeah. is the thing. Mm-hmm. We both now have bee issues. So you've got Frank coming sooner than I do. you got to tell Frank. This, this is the key, right? So USX Pest Control. You go to usxpest.com. You schedule your free inspection. They put together a plan for you on how they can keep your home pest-free, you know, the, whether it be the non-chemical chemical exclusion package, which you may know as cat guarding or whatever. But you have to communicate with them, too. So, like, I was letting Frank clean up the outside and stuff. I wasn't, I didn't have anything inside. I didn't care. I wasn't communicating with Frank. Frank didn't know I was having this B issue to the level I was having it. So, now that you have done, you know, this deadly battle, now that, now that you've, you're, you, one leg is perfectly straight and won't bend again ever, you need to let them know that you have a bee issue. Yeah, Frank, that's on me. I probably, the root in my backyard with my lawnmower probably didn't get an ex- That's on me, actually, now thinking back. Like, Frank did what he was supposed to do. But luckily, I have USX Pest Control as people who have my back. The platinum, can- the platinum, baby. There you go. You already know it. Well, here's the thing. Things change. Things change. You got to keep them informed. So that's why I like I got Frank coming out soon. I'm going to be like, dude, they're over there. They're over there. That's where they are. They, and by the way, one of them's holding up a sign that says, come get us, Frank. They ain't scared of you. They don't know, Frank. 
They don't know. They don't know. <laughs> you got to think about this, guys. We went from, ah, we could probably do this ourselves, to realizing we couldn't, to now rooting on the USX team against the insect and pest team. <laughs> like, can you imagine ever taking it so lightly because you know that you've got the secret weapon of all secret weapons against these pests? Like, that, I'm just like, whatever. It's actually entertaining to me now that I had bees and, oh, Frank, Frank, more. Frank, get that one, Frank. And, like, I love it, man. You can feel the way we feel. It's get, Listen, weather's going to start turning cold. Everything's going to try and get inside. Get a hold of USX Pest Control now. Tomorrow, are we in studio tomorrow? Yes, we're in studio. It's not a lot of times in August we're in studio, but August 8th, that's a Tuesday. That's tomorrow. You and I are in studio. All right, I'll be here. Goss will be here. You need to be here. And uh, Cavino and Rich coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 98.